Hi, welcome to the Nerd, Nerd Impact Podcast, uh, episode 38. Um, we're going to be doing Yu-Gi-Oh! today. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a, a significant part of my uh, nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why don't we fire away with Aid first? Aid? Yes. Yu-Gi-Oh! for you? Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, so I'll just quickly say to everyone, I'm still recovering from a chest infection, as I said in our last episode. So if I start like dying, yeah, if I sound like shit or I start dying halfway through, I'm I'm fine. Um, so yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, God, I, 2005 probably. So I was definitely still in primary school when this kind of the TV show came out in the UK. Um, and it just blew up. Like, I don't even know how or where it came from, really. Um, but the TV show was great. It was kind of, I think it was kind of... <clears throat> post Beyblade, like there was nothing that had filled that void and Yu-Gi-Oh just came in and took the uh, kind of zeitgeist by storm at that point. Um, so yeah, um, obviously we watched a TV show and uh, as as our dad likes to, and we'll probably say that within other episodes as we go on, um, he liked to keep us ahead of the curve with certain stuff. Like, you know, if we like something and he, could, he had like access to it or he knew like, um websites that could import from japan and stuff so um he got us our first decks each if i'm not mistaken ben i think you had yugi's deck the the, uh, dark magician and i had joey's deck no kaiba's deck first with the blue eyes white dragon um and that was kind of our first introduction to it so um you know this was back in when primary schools you were still allowed to take these sort of things in and like play with them at at Mm. lunchtime and stuff so you know having one of the decks straight away i was kind of like oh big dick and and we didn't really play the game much in primary school it's more about showing what you had um there was this other kid who had a lot of very good cards as well um but he's a dickhead and stole my dark magician girl so (laughs) fuck that guy we won't talk about him (laughs) still still um, bitter to this day i guess yeah, man, like that that was 30 quid of my pocket money, which, you know, back then, 30 quid was a lot of money. That, like, that was a lot of money. Now, it was... uh, yeah, it still is. But like then it was like a couple of months worth of saving up for mm. me. Um, but yeah, I was obsessed with it. I loved, you know, um, I loved the, 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 um, the like kind of cards that they had and the different kind of designs they had. Uh, the TV show was phenomenal. Um even though Kyber's a dickhead, I loved the Blue Eyes deck, and I loved that, that like you know, like I've said before, dragon enthusiasts, you know, like Dragon Sword and mm-hmm. all that. So Blue Eyes kind of took to me straight away. But then when we were in Devon, uh, I ended up getting Joey's deck, which had the Red Eyes Black Dragon, um, which was my literal like favorite Yu-Gi-Oh monster. Um, I don't know where it's gone now, actually, since I've moved into this house, but I used to have it similar to how ben has in the background i had it like sealed in like a card holder it was like my one like you know one of my first cards i absolutely adored it um but yeah so Yu-Gi-Oh was huge especially through primary school i remember going uh to solihull with a friend of mine um who liked Yu-Gi-Oh as well and we went to solihull and we both got a dual disc each so this was back when the dual discs were you know had just came out um and they looked the absolute tits i mean to be fair like they looked great for the mm. time they were released and stuff. And like oh, yeah, the they've kids, re-released. 
they've yeah. re-released like legacy ones and they're basically yeah. exactly the same yeah you know, exactly they nailed them first time yeah um, i mean the you know the fact that you had to click like the thing and like because obviously it was split in two at first and then it would click together and your life points would be on there like it looks so good for like a toy that you know <clears throat> it was the only se- other selling point you could really get from Yu-Gi-Oh was the cards and the dual disc um and then as we moved on i, s- I collected some of the figures and stuff but yeah um very lucky we got some really cool decks and i was absolutely obsessed with it for ages i took a lot of care with them and but then as i kind of grew up i don't actually remember what happened to them uh ben unless you know what happened there uh i think it was one of those uh cases of where we got just an absolute shitload of cards over the years they all just got chucked in a box and shuffled about and lost yeah i mean again like our dad was really um you know really spoiled us with these like he got me Pegasus's deck mm-hmm. when it first came out and obviously like Relinquished was like, you know, I think this was on the same time it had just came out on the TV show. You know, Relinquished was like a really big deal. And then we got like the, the imports, didn't we? When I had yeah. Dark Paladin and uh, yeah, and then um, well, the God cards, yeah. deck. and then dad ended up buying the God cards, but they weren't for us. They were for him. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't allowed to have them because they were so expensive. <laughs> we to, didn't we have to earn our right to get one of them? I, I had to earn the right to have my favourite, which was Slife of the Sky Dragon. Mm. And um, at that age, I was really uh, I was playing football uh, a lot uh, for a team. But I had yet to score my first goal. Uh, and we went to a tournament and I was, I think I was six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And dad said, you score a goal, you can have uh, Slifer. And uh, to this day, it's probably the best goal I've ever scored in a uh, my footballing career, I guess. It was an you overhead scored more kick. than one that day, didn't you, though? Oh, yeah, I scored about five. Oh, I, like, I was on smoke. Three. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. how I earned mine. I um, Originally, I wanted Obelisk, but then I was like, you know what? Wing Dragon of Ra's kind of um, is a bit of a, is a boy, and I thought I'll change it up a bit. So I eventually got that, but <clears throat> they never really left. Like all three of them always stayed together anyway because we never used them. We never took them out of the case. In um, well, I used them. Did you? Yeah. Show them out of the case. No, out of the case. No, oh, okay. no, no, just used them. So yeah, that that's you going in in a very brief nutshell for me. But um, there'll be I'm sure there'll be more as we go along of stories and times I can I mean, think of. There's uh, one of your original blue eyes. Oh, with like the the scratches all on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot in, in uh, due to the dual discs. Mm-hmm. They did, they yeah. would um, yeah. catch up the edges, which is why I've got most of them in like sleeves now, just to keep them safe. But yeah, but I'm that, pretty that, sure I have relinquish as well somewhere. Mine. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Who got the Blackluster Soldier? Was that me or you? That's me. That's right. Like, yeah, know. like I said, God, these all these names are coming back to me so like vividly, but um. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh was a massive part of my primary school time. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah that's original leveling push. Jesus. Okay, so I'm glad half of them didn't get destroyed. I think with Dark Paladin, it was a Japanese deck, like I said, so I didn't actually know who the fuck it was, what what it was. All it had was the numerical um, value of their attack and defense points. So I was mm. just like, yeah, I'll, 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 here you go. Look, he's a, he's a badass, but... Um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! alongside kind of obviously after Beyblade, but Yu-Gi-Oh! Star Wars and I think Pokemon always stayed. Well, like my biggest like like latter end of primary school kind of 
things to be be interested in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Star Wars and that aspect as well. But um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh was a huge one. But obviously, then as I moved into high school, I think it kind of had to either die away, or I think I just kept playing it with Ben on the side. But it, it wasn't something you could go around in high school and be like, look at my Yu-Gi-Oh deck, because then I'd have been <laughs> even more unpopular than I already was. Well, that's why people went to the library and did it. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's very true, actually. I did play a few games in the library every now and then. But yeah, Naf, what about you? Um, we can go on to Ben afterwards. Oh, well, yeah, Ben, Ben, I'm sure has got a lot to say with his whole collection there. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I was sort of tied, my, my interest of you is definitely tied into you guys because I literally, you know, all my memories of playing Yu-Gi-Oh are pretty much with you guys, you know, you, you Ben. And I have a pretty distinct memory of um, playing uh, in, in one of our, the Cheltenham apartment, if you remember that. I, I think my mom was doing some work there, and we were just sat on the floor playing playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And I mean, you are right that that Yu-Gi-Oh did sort of take pretty much. I don't know if it was just the UK or if it was the world, but you know, in that post Beyblade sort of era, like I remember Beyblade was huge when I was when I was in like mm. year three. Like, I remember um, someone brought like one of those plastic like dual rings. Oh, and like just yeah, and you like a break, you just go out and watch, you know, the Beyblades and and the intensity with which you get like young kids or young boys, I guess mostly, but, but young kids would take Beyblade battles was like insane. And you know, especially with the, I think it took more of like a level of complexity with Yu-Gi-Oh. Is that there are you know you actually have to understand the rules. It's not just you know, watch these two metal discs smash against each other. So I think it was it's interesting that Yu-Gi-Oh took off the way it did because. You know, like it's still now one of up, up there with Magic the Gathering as one of the most, you know, popular and, uh, you know, in, in, in enduring card games, uh, particularly of the more sort of, uh, you know, monster type, I guess. I mean, Magic the Gathering has been going on for, for decades, but I mean, even recently, Yu Gi Oh has popped off. I think there's a new new game on Steam which has gone really crazy. So, yep. you know, it's, it's still, still a really, you know, massive men- monolith of the franchise. And I think in Japan as well, it's, you know, not not waned maybe in the same way it has in the West, in that it, it is a bit more of a niche thing now than it was, you know, back in back in our primary school days. But yeah, I mean, like I, I never had a like a dedicated deck, but I remember uh, it was back when Woolworths was actually a thing in the UK. Oh, R.I.P. So yeah, R.I.P. But um, I remember going into the Woolworths in Cheltenham with my mom and uh, finding uh, like you know when you used to get them in those metal boxes. I don't, yes. I don't know if they still have them, but um, I do. Yeah, well, it's it one of those metal boxes, and I think I think it's a I don't think it's a pre-built deck. I I don't know if it's a pre. I can't remember. Yeah, it tends to be like a pre-de- pre pre-built um the main card, and then you get some booster packs. Yeah, like it had yeah, like a gla- it had like right. a sort of like a plastic cover, and then you had like the main card yeah. like right on the middle. So I remember buying one of those, and I, I swear I found I definitely have photos, which I'm, I'm sure we'll show on the YouTube video. But uh, I found my Yu-Gi-Oh deck not too long ago. And I, I remember my dad, uh, this was, ooh, this is when we're still in you know, Spinny. So this was many years ago, but he came back from a trip to America and he got me a gift and uh, it was the Winged Dragon of Ra in, in a little like plastic cover as, as you do. And I remember him, him saying like, oh, it's, you know, he had no, like absolutely no idea what Yu-Gi-Oh was, <laughs> no comprehension of, of what it meant, but he knew that it was something I enjoyed. And so, so he got me it. And uh, which is really, really sweet. But um, yeah, I still have that Winged Dragon of Ra. I'm sure I've got a, got a photo of it somewhere. But uh, 
no, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I, I never was massively into the show. I, I remember watching several episodes throughout the years, you know, it was, it was, it was on TV and that, but I was never like, oh, I, I'm very invested because my, my sort of anime experience sort of started a lot later than, than that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed playing the card game when we did. I don't, as I was saying to Ben before we sort of started the podcast, as I wasn't sure if when we were playing the game, if we played with like proper rules or not, but you know, like I, 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 I don't know, but I, I remember a lot of Monster Reborns, Pot, Pot of Greeds. You know, I, I think they've removed. Wait, what one. does Pot of Greed do? <laughs> it's a draw three cards, right? <laughs> yeah, um, hor- horrific, uh, like card art. So, so, I mean, some of the card arts are amazing. Some of them are so weird, like just extremely bizarre and 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 very weird looking. But um, yeah, uh, so I don't know. If, if for me, it's it's not been, I guess, the, the same extent as you guys, but it's definitely something that was you know, really defining about my childhood hood years. And you know, I remember trading cards with people at, 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 at primary school, and you know, this is all sort of pre-Australia because it wasn't when I by the time I got to Australia, it wasn't really a thing out there. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely uh, it was a huge huge marker of my 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 early years at school, and definitely like you know playing it with you guys i'm a very competitive person so i remember a lot of frustration (laughs) of uh losing games because i'm i'm very competitive but my tactical skills are extremely poor so i'm more of a brute force person so if it doesn't work out i just get angry so uh, you the the complexities of Yu-Gi-Oh were not my forte shall we say but um it's definitely led on to me playing other sort of card games like i have dabbled in magic you know online and i played a lot of hearthstone over the years so you know, yeah, I, I think uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has been pretty, pretty defining for me. But what about you, Ben? I, uh, you know, the old vast collection out back there. Let's let's dig in. Well, so yeah, um, for me, it's very much the same as Aiden. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting my first deck. I remember I got the Dark Magician. Um, absolutely loved it. I took those cards with me absolutely everywhere. Uh, they're the, the condition they're probably in now, wherever they are, is horrendous purely from the amount of places I take it, take to the beach on holiday. Um, just everywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was about Yu-Gi-Oh because for for sort of early primary school days for for me was definitely things like Pokemon, Beyblades, Yu-Gi-Oh was sort of like the trifecta of like early anime sort of things, I guess. Mm. And then obviously with Dra- Dragon Ball from Aiden's influence and things, but but those three were the main uh, ones that everyone in school knew. And I think I was very fortunate. A lot of my friends were into were into these things as well. Like we did have a lot of very competitive Beybladers uh, yep. in primary school, um, and a lot of people played Pokemon, played card game, and would bring their DSs in uh, on the, on like the last day in school and like on the Christmas holiday and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh was another one of these. Um, and I remember it was year two. Uh, we were usually you're allowed to take in toys on the last day, like something that's a little bit bigger than normal. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, our bitch of a teacher told us we weren't allowed to but i wasn't in that day so i didn't know and my mate michael didn't know um, and we just happened to be the two geezers with dual discs so we just rocked up to school with massive dual discs on our arm no one else in school with toys was like what's going on oh no but we were allowed to get away with it and, and we we just all day just stood in the corner uh with our dual discs on play, uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh. That's awesome. Um, and that is the day I, I might have snuck the uh, God cards out of the house um, and used them. 
Wow. Obviously. Controversial. Controversial. Oh, I had to flex. I had to. You woke up and chose violence that day. Oh my god. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just I had to sneeze all over your classmates, man. That's that's ruthless. Yeah. I even remember. Uh, I remember first I was able. I summoned um, Slither as as he's my favorite, and um, yeah, absolutely fucked uh, Michael's day up. Just ruined it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and and you know what? I'd, I'd I'd like to clarify. I'm pretty sure we we played to the rules as best as uh primary school brains would allow us because mm-hmm. um, I think well, one of the things a lot of people forget is just how different um, Duelist Kingdom is so the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. mm. the, 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 the rules in the original season, season um, like you could just put down any monster you wanted like you had a blue eyes in your hand just whack it down Yeah. Um, I mean in the show he put Time Wizard which is an effect monster in the spell zone for like the rules just weren't a thousand percent flushed out yet. Yeah. Uh, even down to the fact, like I said, like we were saying earlier for the podcast, a bit more like Magic the Gathering, where like the monster type, whether it was a machine monster or a zombie monster, that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. But when you get to like Battle City and that, which is where the rules really got flushed out, which is the rules mm-hmm. I imagine most people familiar with Yu Gi Oh play, mm-hmm. you know five, six stars, you have to sacrifice a monster, seven plus two monsters, and all that sort of thing that, that came in um, with Battle City. And uh, definitely when I, th- I think the quality of the, the show uh, got a lot better as well. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think um, it, it's always been a, always stayed with me. Like I've always kept cards over the years. I've always been in a draw somewhere. Um but then the sort of resurgence um, of it came uh, when I was actually working in a, in a school. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the lads, uh, well, my, my, my one-to-one, uh, wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Just out of nowhere mentioned it. And I was like, you know what? I'd, I'd love to play some Yu-Gi-Oh! So I went out and bought two structured decks, uh, yeah. the Kyber and Yu-Gi-1. Um, very very basics, but they were the, they were the original series decks, so they didn't have like uh, the more complex cards which have come out with the later series, mm-hmm. um, like the sync the synchro, the X Y Z, uh, pendulum and link cards, which I've come to understand through playing the game on Switch, um, but are still quite quite complex really. So some of them are a bit weird, uh, especially the link cards. I have no idea how to summon them. In any way, shape, or form, it's so weird. I'm not um, clear what you're on about now. You've, you've passed my well, yeah. I, 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 I picked out these two just to show you. I'd um, the, these are the synchro and XYZ, oh, so okay. they're the black and the white ones, and they're they're not they're cool. Um, and I'm and I imagine with most um long running series like Yu Gi Oh, especially ones that are so centered around like abilities of cards and that. The abilities over the years have just gone absolutely wild. Yeah, like they're, they're, <clears throat> some cards are so so complex. I can't. I could read it a thousand times and still not understand a word of what it means. Um, and then to implore that into a strategy, I I've got to commend like people who play it professionally. It's it's mad. Yeah, because um, I, I think that's a problem that that, that happens to a lot of uh, these card games. As I know it's happened with Hearthstone, and I know it's it happens with magic the gathering is this thing called sort of power creep right is that you know as you go through these sort of 
sets and and as you rotate out cards and add new expansions to all these cards you have to have some way of making these new cards either better or or or, or you know more powerful than the cards that came before to incentivize people to to buy the sets or to, you know to engage with these new cards and like i mean i don't think i don't know if, if magic the gathering is a fair comparison but some of the complexity of some of the cards is outright absurd and i know for, for the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh, you know it follows the same sort of course as that, you know, the power comes through complexity almost. Is that like, there are some cards where you just don't understand what you're fighting against. So you just lose because you can't like formulate a proper strategy against the complexity of that. And I mean, it is, I will just say this. I did find it interesting that Yu-Gi-Oh of all sort of kicked off so, so heavily with primary school kids because it is a pretty, you know, relatively complex i mean i know it wasn't that complex when it first came out as you're saying like dual dueling kingdoms um you know sort of starter rules weren't that fleshed out or comprehensive but you know for a show as well about you guys just playing a card game i i don't know how it proved so so you know in in in, in interesting for kids i guess compared to stuff like dragon ball i guess you think you know you see people, it's a bit more sort of direct i suppose I think uh, the, the great thing about Yu-Gi-Oh is the fact that it, once, once they'd like say, once they fleshed out a little bit, it teetered on that line of you had to think about it and you did have to strategize and and it mm-hmm. had a certain level of complexity, but it was still simple enough for young kids to sort of get with a little bit of guidance. Yeah. So like, if if you were playing in like a group of yeah, one of you might understand the rules really well mm-hmm. and sort of able to guide because that's definitely what happened with us um we had one of our mates def- definitely understood the game a lot better and like read all the all the packs that uh, the books that come with uh with the structured decks and that so he yeah. really really understood the rules um as far as like playability came um but yeah but it, it just it, it it had that element of awesome design and animation mm-hmm. um to somewhat interesting plot um and you know what i liked the characters i think they had as a series had definitely likable characters i mean who doesn't love joey 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 Joey. (laughs) and yeah and obviously kaiba is an absolute twat but he's still kind of cool he's the vegeta of Yu-Gi-Oh, if we're honest Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we went and saw the movie, didn't we, in cinema? I completely forgot there was um, a movie until recently, like Shining Pyramid or something. Maybe, uh, but that was the one with Blue Eyes Shining Dragon. Because didn't we get that from going to the cinema to watch it? Yeah, yeah. So we we went to the cinema, um, and they gave you a uh, a pack, uh, yeah, and right. you were just fucking lucky as hell and got because you got Shining Sphinx, Dragon. didn't you? That Sphinx. No, so I had all of those. All oh. the, because you needed the two, I don't know how they fused, but to make yeah. the, the third one. Um, it's, but... it's so strange because there's only two films I remember where there's been like a promotional gift that you get when you go to cinema. It's with Yu-Gi-Oh! And when you went and watched Pokemon, the first movie, uh, and you got the Mew card. Oh, that's mad. I, I didn't cool. get it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, after the show kind of finished, for me anyway, I... I I still carried on enjoying it. And like me, we were discussing before the episode, like it moved on to kind of acting figures. Like they did, like I said, originally it was just the dual disc and the cards that was kind of the big thing. And then they moved into like video games and figurines and stuff. And 
I had I had a card game on the 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 Game Boy SP, I think it was. Yeah. Absolute banger game. If anything, that's where I started learning how to play the rules properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really enjoyable, actually. It's fucking solid. I don't know how it fares on the Switch, Ben. Is it just as hard? Uh, it can be, especially with the... I mean, the, the amount of cards in the game now is just mm. ridiculous. Um, and uh, the, the, the way... I can't remember the name of the game off the top of my head because I've got it downloaded. I haven't got it on disc. and about cartridge. Um, but it's... You, know, you can play through, like, like the story... Um, so oh, okay. as the show would, and you can either use the the decks they used or your own decks. So it very much depends if if you if you can if you can sort of customize a, a good deck pretty quick, you fly through the game. Yeah, I think my where my kind of peak interest and in collecting kind of tapered was when I got the figures. So I got the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon figure, which I had to build myself, which was. Very frustrating as a you know eleven year old kid, um, and then I got the absolute gangster of um a character which I don't actually know if I had in card form. I'd love to have had it. it was Valkyrie on the Magna Warrior? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> so think, I was, I don't think we had the card. I was obsessed with the Magnet Warriors in the show. You had Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, and then halfway through the series or whenever it was, he fused them to make Valkyrie on the Magna Warrior, and it just looked fucking incredible and my mom and dad then got me like figure and i had it like just like sat in the middle of like my display like it, it outshined ultimate blue eyes and everything it was so cool i i just got the card up now and even now it actually is such a cool design it's very mecha looking like megazord mm. kind of type thing but it looked the tits uh, to be fair if Going back, or Ben, if, 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 if you were going to get cards still, I, I, this would be one I'd, I'd get because it kind of looks fucking badass, but that's just that's how I roll. No, definitely. And, and <clears throat> like I said, on the game, I've done awesome. Uh, Magnet Warrior Death is absolutely sick. Oh, no. You can keep rolling, bro. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Just I just love that. The, um, it's because it's badass and that's how I roll. Just... <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go, go on. Der- derailed us for that. I, I do apologise. The conversation will continue. Very serious. <laughs> on, we're talking about a child yeah. series with made-up monster cards. This, no, is, serious, this is serious business, Aiden. I'm not, I'm not bashing it. I'm actually just looking how much Valkyrion is now. It's <laughs> pennies, boy. It's pennies. pennies. Ben, get you it. Get behind... Yeah, but... Valkyrian's £1.75. Yeah, but you've got to get all three. How are you going to summon it? Well, I don't want to play it. I just want it to look cool. Alpha, all right. What's the point? <laughs> all right, I'll keep looking then. So <laughs> Alpha, Alpha's a pound. There you go. So you're spending a fiver to get all of them. Beta, the magnet okay, one. I'll consider it. Be worth it see, just for the flex, hey. See, see, audience, this is the kind of influence I have on my brother. Be it be good or bad, I don't know. Well, my wallet would say one thing. So, oh, there you go. You can get all four of them for three forty nine. So what alpha, beta, alpha, beta, and gamma, and then Valkyrion at the top, and it's a shiny. Okay, well, I'll consider it because if I'm gonna have to buy it, then I'm gonna also have to buy a shitload of more cards to, no, to make a decent deck out of it. I didn't say that, but the inner child of me is like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it is. I... That's, that's the thing. 
I, I, I bought these structured decks to play with the lad at work. And uh, so with the... Um, uh, blame, blame it on the Yugi deck, to be honest, because it had um, Dark Magician and it also had uh, Buster Blader uh, yeah. as, as part of the deck. And I was like, well, that just means I have to go buy a Dark Paladin and a Polymerization because what, what else is the point of having those two cards in a deck if you can't have Dark Paladin? Polymerization? Arguably. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Do you have Red... Uh, is it Red Eyes Black School Dragon? I have I have my original Black School Dragon somewhere behind me. Um, and I purely purely because of the Switch game, I, I, I came up with some really cool um, uh, Red Eyes decks. So the deck I've got now is actually like I'd consider my main if I actually played it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. That's my original Black School Dragon. Nice. That, that still was, looks was, so clean. I was so like... I was so like I really wanted to buy that. I was trying to get my words out then. Uh, that was like one of the biggest cards I was looking for when I was younger because it was so tough to get. There wasn't a deck you could buy it in. It was one that you kind of just pot looked. Yeah, and it's 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 a shame. It's a shame really because um, Black Black School Dragon is a sick card. Um, but as we were saying earlier, with the more uh, as the series goes on, they have to make cards better and more complex. Mm-hmm. So all all. Um, Red Eyes Black Dragon has going for it. It's got 3,200 attack points, mm. which is just about enough to defeat a Blue Eyes, which I guess is what its purpose would have been in the series, really. Yeah. Uh, but this one is uh, basically the same version. Uh, you have to have an Arch Fiend, which is what Summon Skull is, but it's just got a shitload more effects. And that's just what they kept doing. They just keep adding more effects and um, arguably making the cards cooler, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, red red eyes. Be honest with yourself. My favorite. Did you absolutely batter your one to one when you were playing Yu Gi Oh with him? Oh yeah, I didn't hold back. Yeah, good. <laughs> I give a fuck. Do you think I give a shit? <laughs> He's in year six. He should know how the game works. Just a disclaimer: we are very <laughs> professional with our young people, but if they start trying to throw smoke that their bearer does and stuff, we will put them in their place. That's just fact. No, oh, yeah, I, no I mean, mercy, man. That's terrible. Demolishing young children. I let him have his moments and to make himself feel good, but then I like had to put him back down. I was like, nah, it's in my game. Oh my god! Um, children need I, to learn how how to acceptably lose things. It's fine. Well, funny enough, that was a big part of what I was sort of going with it because he really okay. couldn't. So I generally there was purpose behind my my ass whoopings. Um, but yeah, he, he never won a game. Damn, all right. Not even one. I really couldn't. I, I contemplated it multiple times, but I was like, nah, the cards in my hand just aren't going to let me. Oh, that's I ruthless. I can't do this believably. It's absolutely ruthless, man. I must are you say, say, are you saying you faked any, any of my wins back in the day then? Me? Yeah. Uh, nah, you, you, got, you got good very quickly. Like, I got to the point where I just hadn't got a clue what I was doing. You were just battering me. But I was totally fine with it because I, I I knew I was better at you than in other things at the time. So I, yeah, you you had Yu-Gi-Oh and you still do have Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, if we played Nate, probably absolutely sweep the floor with me. But oh, like like we said about playing competitively, it still is happening, especially in our area. Like <clears throat> there's a comic book shop in Birmingham that um has like a downstairs bit which is predominantly comic books, but it has like a little area for like Magic the Gathering um. Uh, 
like matches. It has um, Yu-Gi-Oh matches. I'm assuming they probably do D&D down there. I've never seen that, but I've seen them playing Yu-Gi-Oh down there. Um, and I just think it's really cool that comic book shops are so <clears throat> um, like accommodating to that sort of thing still, and that there's a, there's a place for people to go and meet. Obviously, especially before COVID, like I don't know anywhere else, but like you said, like the library, or unless like there's people who book out places like they do with D and D. But it was just nice to know that even though <clears throat> Yu Gi Oh is not huge anymore, people who still want to play it have a place to go, and I think you know. Shout out to comic book shops for for doing that and keeping, you know, well making it a safe place really for people to go and actually enjoy themselves because yes, it's a comic book shop and obviously they sell all that stuff, but you know you get some places where people are only there to do a job, whereas the one in Birmingham, <clears throat> they are proper nerds, they're proper enthusiasts, and they they kind of they push that out to the uh, you know their customers and stuff, which I think is great. I mean, <clears throat> they once had like they got the brand new like FX lightsabers out and were like dueling with them in the middle of the shop, and I was like, "That's fucking sick!" Like you embrace that shit. Yeah, and I think it's it's that the places like that is sort of what <clears throat> specifically the Yu Gi Oh and, and and similar franchises kept those sort of communities alive. Yeah. Um, and obviously with with them able to tra- transfer onto like online gaming uh quite easily for you go um as, as it, it's quite simple just you just need all the cards uploaded onto the onto the internet and that but i don't think a lot of people would would play um online if they had the option to play it in real life with their own cards i think mm-hmm. it adds that little little bit extra sort of specialness to it it's personal then, isn't it you know you're yeah. playing with a, a deck that you've built yourself from the ground up yeah and i think that, that there is that element to i mean like on on the game i mean i've got most of the cards at this point so it's like i could build any deck but the ones i've got here i mean i've, I've actively sought out those specific cards for that reason yeah and i think having the chance to play with those would be just pretty cool um, or at least an excuse to use them <clears throat> I was gonna say we haven't gone enough. Go I was just gonna say I suppose that is one of the downsides of of being enthusiastic about something like that is that you do need another person who is just as enthusiastic about it to make it work. You know, like no, you, you need someone who will you know, like you has taken the time to develop a good deck and, and and invest in it and wants to you know fight other people or battle other people. But you know, you, you is it, I suppose it's just you know one of the complexities of it is, is a card game which does necessitate another player to to actually play against. So you know, it, it, it really reinforces the importance of as you said, all these comic book communities and stuff like that. That like having a space in which you can actually find people who are just as passionate about the same thing is super important. And you know, like it it. That's pretty much what, what we're trying to do here as well, is we're trying to create, create a space and, and share the things that we're passionate about and, you know, give people the opportunity to engage with it. And, you know, it's, it's always important to me, at least, to, and, and for you guys as well, to, to make sure that, you know, we're sharing the things that we care about and hopefully that resonates with someone. But, you know, I, I've sort of gone off a bit, but uh, if you want to... No, no, I think you, you, you bang on. And, and I though I said Yu-Gi-Oh! doesn't seem to be as popular anymore... I guarantee mm. if you threw a post out there or walked into a comic book shop or anything like that, if you just went, oh, do you still play Yu-Gi-Oh? I guarantee you'd find at least one person minimum who's like, yeah, man, I still play that. Yeah. So Absolutely, definitely. I think, I think it's great. And, and what I was going to say, Ben, um, is 
obviously you've got the manga behind you um is there anything you want to talk about that like is there any like key differences compared to the anime is it completely just completely different wow well this is it um it's more I've violent only, from what I remember you saying. Yeah. I've only, I've only read, um, so I bought both both of these there, um, three in one. So the first three volumes, I've only read the first one. Um, and from what I remember, Dual Monsters, as it's known in the, the Yu-Gi-Oh world, has only been played once so far. Um, oh. I mean, the, it, it's more it's more based around, um, so the ya- Yami Yugi, so like the the alter ego yugi um basically just being a vengeful spirit basically uh, and he's just sort of like if someone is like does wrong he'll seek them out and then play some form of game to manipulate them into basically either hurting themselves losing money or doing something to basically fuck up their lives a bit yeah um, I mean, the first game, I can't remember it off the top of my head specifically, but it involves money and a knife, um, which is obviously two things that don't really appear in Yu-Gi-Oh! show that much. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lot darker. Um, even down to the way uh, Yugi's drawn, it's really sinister. He, he generally does look terrifying. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not too far into it. Uh, I think... I mean, the show had its moments. Like, Marek was... Like, when he had his, like, deformed form, that was pretty fucked up for a kid's mm. show. Like, oh, yeah, even, he pe- looked, even Pegasus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he had, like, an eye missing, didn't he? Yeah, he had the uh, Millennium Eye. Uh, but even just, like, stealing Grandpa's soul, like, in, like, the third oh, shit, episode. Yeah. And he's like, shit, like, is he dead? <laughs> also, what... what... Did they end up like going into some like some computer world? I think that's where I dipped out of the show and I, f- I forget what happens. So after battle, uh, after the battle tournament on the blimp and all that, don't they end up like? Doesn't like Kaiba's brother end up getting like sucked into some like I don't know? Ben? They, they 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 do they do a lot. So um, I mean, I, I doubt I could name every single arc, but you have so you have Dooley's Kingdom first, obviously. Um. And then you have a bit of filler to sort of set up uh, Battle City. Um, you have the main the main chunk of Battle City. Um, so just as they're doing all like the collecting the locator cards and stuff. Yeah, God, uh, I that and this is where like Marek's on the boat and he's on his way over. He's not quite there yet. Um, and then you have the blimp fights, which are like the uh, preliminary rounds, because uh, you have uh, Yugi. Marek, Joey, um, what's it? What's the name? Uh, Valentine, Jill. No, that's that's <laughs> <Resident Evil. laughs> Um, and yeah, Bay's cowboy beatbox. Um, Bay Valentine. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Cowboy what, what, whatever her name, Valentine. The one who uses harpies. Hmm. Um, you have her, uh, Marek's sister, and his bold geezer. Can't remember his name. The one with the tattoos on his face. Mm. He summons the fake Ra. That's right, yeah. Um, one of the Tomb Keepers. Uh, and then, yeah, so they have those fights. Um, oh, and Bakura, because he uses the spirit um, uh, the spirit board one, where he spells out final with magic cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you remember gotcha, that? That's yeah. pretty, that was a pretty sick duel, to be fair. Um, uh, they're the only ones I can remember. 
And then they go through from the blimp to a tower. That's right. The finals. And between the between that arc, there is like, yeah, there's a weird and then they do it twice. One where he fights Kaiba fights his dad at the end, and they use the five-headed dragon, which has like five thousand attack points. Um, and then they do it again, but it's um his adopted brother or something. Kaiba's past is like pretty weird, pretty fucked up. Like I'm again, just remembering like, bits as I keep going. Like it was pretty messed up. Like it's obviously nowhere on the patch of the manga, but like when Yugi fights Marek, doesn't like. Every time they lose life points, like half of their body starts disappearing in the shadow realm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the, the worst ones is, is Marek Joey, and they like they feel all the pain their monsters feel. And yeah, that's pretty sick, I, I, actually. Yeah, and I watched a really interesting video. Someone broke down is like they they figured out all the cards that they had throughout their game, mm-hmm. um, and like did they make any mistakes? Could they have beaten them sooner? And because the whole thing is. Would Joey have won that duel? Because I don't know if you remember. I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember myself. But basically, he survives um, the Winged Dragon's attack, and then, but he's so exhausted. And as he's summoning um, Guildford the Iron Knight, he falls over. And oh, passes out. Forfeits. Yeah, and it's all about would he have actually been able to win? And I think the consensus is yes, he probably would have won. Oh, sweet. Um, but it's yeah, he's like he gets super fucked up from it, almost dies basically. Kids show everyone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and even down to the late latest seasons. I mean, I've 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 watched all of normal Yu Gi Oh, almost finished all of GX. Is that the one um, with the new dual disc that kind of like pops out like the whole way instead of being like split in two? Uh, green or blue, isn't it? So they have the green. There's a green one which is in the Orichalcos. Uh, dragon season, which is the one Michael had, which is pretty cool. But it's it's like the obviously evil one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so that was in the dragon arc where you had um Tamias, Hermos, and Critias. Um, yeah, you've if lost you remember, you know. remember when they got the <laughs> like the the little pentagram on their head? Oh, right. vaguely. Yeah, like I've um, literally only watched Yu Gi Oh, like once or twice through properly and that was when it first came out so we're talking pushing nearly 20 years ago now yeah mine's probably like a year ago maybe um last time i watched it uh so yeah and then then i've watched a little bit of uh 5ds which is the one that comes after whether on motorbikes um <laughs> actually pretty cool okay um it's a bit darker um the main the main protagonist is probably the best out of the main protagonists, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. Pretty pretty down to earth geezer in that. Mm. Is GX the one with winged Karibro? Yeah. Okay, because I had that I remember having that. It's the hero monsters. Yeah, I had that deck actually. I think I so I did carry on after Yu Gi Oh into GX, but I think I I'd lost kind of. I just got the cards because they were cool. Uh yeah yes I do remember you having winged Karibro. Um, yeah, I think I had the deck. Because when yeah. you said hero, what the heroes uh, that that rem- reminds me of something. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's um that that that's the season like they was trying to sort of recapture the magic of like Duelist Kingdom and that, and they didn't change it too much. But then, as I say, five Ds they changed it a big, like big, big time. Basically, like, overhauled the the whole series really, like the the vibe and everything. Um, and then you've got. Uh, 
apps, I think, which is like the XYZ. Um, I can't remember the name of all the series. I've I've, I've watched the past five Ds because because there's a lot more and they keep they keep them going and they just keep getting more bizarre and more bizarre. Like if you thought like ancient Egyptian souls coming back to fight with cards to save the world was weird. Like, it gets even weirder like, across dimensions and stuff. So, damn. I mean, it shows it's still going, which is good, and it shows obviously there's still a fan base there. Um, I suppose I've actually really enjoyed talking about it today because I haven't really thought about you going absolutely ages bar obviously when you said you will Ben when you said you were starting to watch it again um I kind of reminisced a little bit but this is probably the most I've reminisced on this and it's it this is definitely one of the biggest impactful like tv shows maybe but just as in the kind of culture of it and everything surrounding it was so big for us when we were younger um, and like you said, Naf, I think for, for me and Ben, it works well because we were both interested in it. So we yeah. did play the games, we did collect the cards, we did like, you know, chop and change and trade and stuff. And it, yeah, it was definitely a good bonding tool for us as, you know, youngsters. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. So any yeah, final thoughts on it? Sorry, Ben, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to carry on. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I feel the same. And I was very fortunate to have friends who, who were really into it as well. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of the thing, like a lot of franchises now, they make it very easily accessible by using like online gaming and things. So I like I like the fact that communities still get together to play. You, you as you were saying earlier with the comic book shops and that, I think it really makes it accessible to a lot more people. And I think if people are more willing to go out and go to comic book shops and sort of dive headfirst into those sort of communities, which I mean, even I, I mean, absolutely, I would struggle to do that. Mm. Um, but I think if more people were willing to do it, I think these communities would, would, would be far bigger and would still be growing. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to, to hear uh, how much this, you know, very long lasting franchise and extremely profitable at that uh, <laughs> franchise that it is. It's been great to see how it's sort of, you know, impacted your life and how it's defined your interests and, and you know, even even down to your professional you know, career that having Yu-Gi-Oh as, as a sort of, you know, intersection you know, to, to sort of bring a child out of their shell and to teach them important lessons is that's that's pretty awesome. Like really, really quite cool if you think about it, that, you know, this this old franchise from your childhood is still, you know, helping kids, you know, helping but bringing joy and, and, and you know, some level of competition to, to kids these days. And that, that that is really fantastic, Ben. Yeah, I mean, be, being a nerd and, and that is probably the best uh, thing I've ever done for my career. <laughs> help, help me, help me to boast. So, oh, man. Well, I guess on that, that wonderful note of uh, career advice from Ben, I think we should sort of wrap it up. Unless, Aiden, you have any last thoughts? No, no, just been a really enjoyable episode. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you for the next episode.